Dear Derek Mason, there's no need to leave my guy. Think about it. Stanford, it's a decent job, right? But it will pale in comparison to the jobs that will come available to you after you lead this crazy young defense back to its 2021 heights next season. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. I want to thank you kindly for stopping through to make this your first listen. You're available on all of your podcasting platforms, as well as on YouTube. My name is Cody Stovall. I'll be your host on this magical mystery tour. Yeah, yesterday was a lot of fun. I had a lot, a lot of fun doing that that interview, which yes, it's our first interview ever, but I know that it's going to continue to grow. Um, as we all prepare to have Tatum bell on the show tomorrow, I, I legitimately can't put into words how excited I am for that one because, you know, growing up, that was the, the guy for me. I didn't get to watch Barry Sanders live on Lewis Field. I didn't get to watch Thurman Thomas live on Lewis Field. I did get to see some David Thompson, right? And he's he's one of those running backs that is very, very underrated uh, in the lore of Oklahoma State University. But Tatum Bell just, you know, that, that was the, the guy that I saw tote the rock that had the biggest impact on me when I was young. Our Devin McCorders was, was my dude. But as far as running backs go, Tatum Bell was was that guy for me. And then watching what he was able to do uh, in Denver, obviously we're not going to go too far into that. We're going to save some of that for for tomorrow's show. But I just, you know, I feel like a kid in a candy shop, y'all. Because as I've already discussed, I'm just a statistically overindulged fan, realistically, right? And some of these guys that, you know, just been instrumental in my growth, and in my youth, and my um, desire to pursue the sport of football comes from the R.W. McCorders and the Tatum Bells and the Josh Fields and the Kenyatta Wrights. I've stole my, told my Kenyatta Wright story. Those guys were pivotal in me going from a fan to a diehard at a young age. Like, guys, I this is a true story. And I know I have some some cousins and aunts and uncles that, that catch this show every now and again. And um, they'll probably be able to verify with you. I got in fistfights in elementary school over people talking crap about Oklahoma State. Uh, I remember when I got my very first jersey of my life was a R.W. McCorder's jersey. And I, I remember wearing it to school and I was standing in a lunch line and there was somebody in line that they kept pretending to like use their pen or pencil and color inside the, the white of the, the number of number 17. And I told the kid in the lunch line that if he did it again, that we were going to have problems after lunch. 
So the whole lunch period, I didn't really care about the food. I just couldn't wait to get out to recess. To get out to recess and um, yeah, some some things transpired. And the kid threw a basketball at my brother's face and it gave me even more justifiable, re- justifiable reasoning uh, to, to have at it. And then later on, um, I, I broke my wrist. Well, I, I told my dad it was it was due to football. Um, but realistically, what I did was I, I rode a BMX bike down like a, an 80 foot slide. Really stupid idea. But, you know, the things we do when we're kids and I obviously didn't quite make it and uh, broke my wrist. And then I went to football practice the next day, played quarterback. I couldn't throw the ball more than a yard and a half. So obviously my dad knew something was off, you know, x-ray the whole nine yards. Then I got a cast on my hand. And then I went back to school. And the next time me and that same gentleman got into it, you know, I went home to my dad. And I was like, yeah, that, that guy that I got in a fight with earlier, uh, yeah, David, he's, uh, you know, he's just giving me a hard time. And my dad's like, okay, we'll handle it because he's going to keep picking on you if you don't handle it. So I went back to school the next day. We went back to the, the, the racks where you hang up your backpacks. And he pushed me into the rack. And my back, you know, hit the little hook on the wall. I turned around and took my cast to his nose. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was a good time. Sorry for getting off on, on that daggone tangent. But that's how much I cared about Oklahoma State at a young age because of those guys. So again, I'm more than elated and honored to have Tatum Bell. Uh, one of the, my personal legends of all time to to wear the orange and black uh, on the show tomorrow. But today, uh, I want to let you guys know that we are partially brought to you by Sling TV. Every time that you're going through the game day scenario of, of what teams are on what channels at what times, it can kind of get a little convoluted. So sometimes you want to maximize how many capabilities you have in watching games. Sling TV is one of those avenues that you need to explore because they're a much better product than a lot of the the pretenders out there. So, yes, hats off Sling TV. Go check that out. But the pressing thing today is, if you haven't heard, Derek Mason, Oklahoma State's defense coordinator, that we were able to pay a pretty handsome bag, right? He's the most Highest paid coordinator we have ever brought to Stillwater, Oklahoma, as far as financials go, because he's worth every penny. This year, we had some deficiencies. O-line, absolutely terrible. Again, famous words of Charles Barkley, it was terrible. Again, not due to talent. Talent's not an issue. It's the depth and the coaching. We'll just, let's call a spade a spade. It is very fair for us to point the finger of some of the the deficiencies being directly attributed to Coach Dickey. Okay? It is what it is. Coach McIndoo, not not good enough. Not going to cut it. It cannot happen. But if anybody has any source of confusion when it comes to Derek Mason, Derek Mason made more in-game adjustments this season, especially the, the latter half of the season, than any other coach on the staff. I don't think done is a problem. Like, I mean, you know, some more creativity would go a long ways or, or more importantly, just tell Gundy, like, bro, I've been here, you know, 12 years. If you don't have faith in me to make decisions in the fourth quarter, then maybe I should probably look elsewhere. Like, this is the thing, guys. Gundy's going to have to 
take a look in the mirror and man up and realize that the stubbornness can be a little bit of a disservice. And if it's holding back your quarterback and he's gone and is holding back your offense coordinator who could be gone, the soul searching needs to come into to play. But Derek Mason is not anyone that should be on that, that list. His adjustments in-game this season were better than Gundy's. They were better than Dunn's. They were better than Dickey's. They were better than McIndoo's. So even though a, a decent amount of this, uh, thanks to my, my, my buddy Logan Whitson, uh, go check him out on Twitter. Yeah, he, he, he dives into some of this, this recruiting stuff. Um, pretty exclusively, and he's and he's pretty daggone good at it. But yeah, me and him have been chopping it up lately, and you know we've been discussing how the reason that Gundy did the kind of secret um, one-year contract was due to some of the buyout constraints from the Auburn deal. So for Gundy and Mason, basically to get the best of both worlds, they found a way to manipulate the system a hair to do a year contract. Uh, to, to maximize his Auburn buyout stuff, right? So that's not really something we should be too scared about. The Stanford job being open and, you know, them pursuing Derek Mason heavily, that we should worry about. But hopefully uh, Coach Mason catches this show. Yes, as I, as I discussed um, with Josh Pate, trying, trying to get – Trying to get on his show as he's approaching 150,000 subscribers. I mean, I can help, of course, right? Duh. But I'm a little bitty fish in a really big pond. But I appreciate all of the the perspective, the, the messages, the emails, the insight. It's been very, very beneficial to my growth and the success of this channel. Eventually, y'all, we're going to be a daddy shark in this pond. So... I appreciate you guys jumping on this ride and it can get bigger if we can get coach Mason on the show. So if anybody has any abilities to get him this episode so he can hear me, I'd appreciate it. So you dear sir, Stanford's not a bad job, right? And I'm sure that they're going to be willing to pay you uh, because they have the, the, the capacity to do so, but you came here for a reason. You came here on a mission. You, sir, have every opportunity to be as good as, if not easily better than, Jim Knowles, who is a legend. You, sir, at one point in time, had how many freshmen starting at, at one time? Right? When you're playing five, six, seven freshmen, you got to give yourself a little bit of a break when you make major adjustments that are just they're Okay. So when I make, when I say major, they're major to the game, but they're very, very minor and minuscule to the, to the player and the relationship that player has to his responsibility on the field. You saw that growth and development just in the Texas game. So it gave you that little peak of, okay, all right, we got this. We can do this. This is coming. You saw it again. there the, the last half of the season bedlam. That was amazing what you did in the second half. Iowa State, amazing what you did in the second half. West Virginia, again, you did some things in the second half, mainly the fourth quarter, that kept us in the game. Our main man up top didn't really help you out. If he relinquishes some of the stubbornness and some of the, 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 the willingness to just 
give a little bit more freedom to his quarterback, to his offense coordinator, uh, to the, the position coaches that are vitally important to the success of the day-to-day operations, then you and I both know sky's the limit. The sky is the limit. The talent on this team the, on defense is better than the talent he had at Auburn on defense. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. The talent he has at Oklahoma State University right here, right now, is better than the talent he ever had when he was at Auburn. If I make some people mad in the SEC, well, so be it, cupcake, because I don't really give 13 hoots. Why? Because the evidence says what it says. This was realistically our worst season since 2005. And yes, we won seven games. We're going to give ourselves a good opportunity to win eight games. But that's a failure. That is a failure at Oklahoma State University. So for recruits out there, hear these words. We don't accept seven wins. We don't really accept eight wins. We will accept 10, 11, 12. We will expect to be in the Big 12 title, as do you, sir, Derek Mason. That's where you plan to be. You come back next season, develop this youth, grab a few kids in in the portal to kind of strengthen the depth at linebacker, because I know there's going to be some questions on uh, Lamont uh, and, and, and Xavier, but you, sir, were one of the biggest bright spots of the season. So don't lose sight of that. Whatever you can get from Stanford now, you're going to get at least a couple million a year more after you do major things next season, after you re- make people realize that 2021 was not an anomaly. Jim Knowles is a certified bad mama jamma. But so are you. And it took Jim Knowles four years to accomplish what he was able to accomplish in Stillwater. Right? The first two years, guys, go go look back. His first two years were a struggle. Right? He was trying to put a, a square peg in a round hole, much like we do offensively, especially offensively in the fourth quarter. But Derek Mason has nothing to do with that. Derek Mason's job is to defensively hold up, right, to stem the tide and give the offense enough time to come around. So if Gundy is willing to relinquish a little bit of that, 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 uh, what do they call it? Not, not control, but, you know, when somebody, uh, micromanaging. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. The micromanaging side of it, Gundy's got to start to narrow that down a bit. You, sir, have built us up to here. You, sir, are responsible for this cowboy culture continuing the, the, the legacy of excellence, right? On and off the field. You're, you're one of the best in America, hands down, not even close, at development of young men. Turning boys into men and getting these men prepared to not only be integral pieces of society, but respectful and, and, and morally on the right compass. That is all amazing and, and that those these are reasons Derek Mason loves being here so let's find a way that you sir Mr. Derek Mason finish what you came to to accomplish which was to let people know that Oklahoma State is at a trajectory where we can have Jim Knowles style success pretty regularly we don't we should not ever ever again ex- expect us to go on these three-year lulls, and then we have a chance. Three-year lull, then we have a chance. That that stuff is for the birds. It's done. It's got to be over with. 
And Derek Mason's going to be a big part of that because his adjustments were better than everybody else's adjustments in the worst season we've had since 2005. So don't take, you know, one of the, the bright spots and turn it into something that it shouldn't be. Because the ramifications of that, I can tell you, probably aren't real, real, real good. And, uh, yeah, so just hear me out. We all know that you are 10 times better than, than what happened this last year. We all know that. We watched you do it at Stanford. We watched you do it at Vanderbilt. We watched you, you know, do it against Alabama, uh, at Auburn, amongst other, other massive games. We see it. And you've got the talent to do more than you've ever done. And I know you know that. We have more talent than Stanford had in 2011. I know you know that. So let next season be your calling card, sir. Let next season be your own promotion. And before we jump into some of the, the, the cool news you're hearing out of Stillwater, um, as far as the upgrades of some of the facilities, I do have to let everybody know that betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting, info, stats, news, and analysis. You need to get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Football to basketball, soccer to esports. We've got all of y'all covered with all of that and more at betonline.net. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Here on Locked On Oklahoma State, we're just here to point you in the right direction. So again, go to betonline.net. Make it your number one source for all sports betting info. So if, if, if you, know, you haven't heard, uh, we just released the other day that we're going to be doing a $55 million to $60 million renovation of Boone Pickens Stadium. There's a lot of cool things that they have uh, going. One of them being we're going to have, and they said plural, the, the world's largest jumbotrons in all of football what that means and what that looks like i I legitimately don't know because i know that the big jumbotron that we just put in this last year was like third or fourth biggest in the big 12 which is like you know top 10 top 15 across the country so i i really i don't know how much bigger that big can get or where you're gonna put it but that's part part of the, the new gig now. Uh, they're going to be having new cooling areas. So for those games, it's it's ridiculously hot. Uh, as fans, if you need to go to a cooling zone, uh, they're going to have those readily available. We're going to have more water, free watering systems, and things of that nature, where you can have that that all encompassing access to the games. As far as the seating goes, they're going to be tearing out some of the the you know the metal type of bench seats. They're going to start putting in the, the chair back seats all across the stadium and clubs to uh, levels 200, 300. And then uh, below the mezzanine area and the first bowl, they're redoing all of the lights. They're going to turn all of that LED lighting. Um, there's a lot of things that they're doing. Now, I have seen some fans that are like almost frustrated with the fact that we're not getting this money into softball and wrestling where it needs to be going. You're right, but hold the phone, hold the phone, hold the phone. I believe that President Shrum and our athletic director, Chad Weiberg, are just way too good, too young, too hip, too fashionable, the whole nine yards 
to not know that if we don't take care of Coach Gajewski, we can't afford to lose Coach Kenny Gajewski. We just can't. We, we, we cannot. He has taken OU softball or o- Oklahoma State University softball to a level where we compete with OU softball every single year. The expectation now in softball is to not only play for Big 12 title every single year, but as we proved last year, to beat OU in the Big 12 title game at least every other year. OU is the, the, the big dog of softball, and the, the, it's the big dog in our backyard. So it does nothing but make us better. And he has done nothing but come in and just chip away, chip away, chip away, chip away, chip away. And look at us now. So, yes, I think that Weiberg and Strom are just way too good to not know these things, to not know that there's got to be something somewhere financially that will be going to softball. Just like John Smith, he's, he's talked about the, the wrestling match at Lehigh or the duel they had. And he said Lehigh had the best wrestling facilities in the United States of America, better than Ohio State, better than Penn State, better than all of them. That's saying something. Lehigh, they're, they're known for a wrestling school, so that makes sense. It's their football to some degree. But we cannot let a Lehigh, no disrespect to them, but we, Oklahoma State University, we have 34 national titles in the sport of wrestling with some of the biggest legends you could physically possibly name in the game, some of which ended up big-time names in the UFC, like Big Rig Johnny Hendricks and, and Randy Couture. I don't think a lot of people realize Randy Couture. Uh, was in that mix. Uh, everybody knows who Daniel Cormier is. DC's a big, big name. Well, we're going to have more, right? Kyle Crutchmer's coming up in the game. If we can't improve our facilities to at least be close to the Lehigh level, how can we expect to compete for national titles? Like the expectation is as a fan base. And John Smith, you know, he, he's getting older, but we all know that he's got another massive run at a title or five left in it. Give him the resources to do so. Coach Kenny Gajewski, he will have us knocking down the door of a national championship in softball. I will say that again. A national championship in the sport of softball is a real possibility. So give the man what he deserves. You know, Josh Holiday deserved Obrey Stadium. Last year, didn't capitalize. Not acceptable. He knows that. That's why we let 20-some-off transfers walk. We're developing a whole new style of, of, of play. I think, I don't know this for a fact, but from who we brought in and who we let go, it looks fairly strategic that we're not just going to focus on power arms and, and, and long ball, long ball, long ball. Although it is the greatest thing in the game to either see a no-hitter, a perfect game, or strike up the gap band. Although that's great. Whenever we played teams that could strike up the gap band and also play a large amount of small ball, that's where we lost. And that's why we lost to teams that you don't really think we should lose to because teams that play small ball have an advantage over long ball teams, to be honest with you, because long ball, you're relying on one or two major categories being power. And one of those two major categories is not on that. It doesn't matter who you're playing. You're going to give them the opportunity to be in the game. So I think, That's something he's kind of shifting to. So get pumped up for baseball. And we'll start talking a lot of baseball uh, coming down the pipeline here after a while as well. But, yeah, I don't think Shrum and Weiberg are are 
of any disillusions, right? So, although you see this big boy money, 60 mil getting spent on football, that's big. Football's a moneymaker. Everybody knows that. But I think it's going to give us more opportunities, and we've got some stuff in the woodworks to be able to capitalize on Coach Gaski and Coach, Coach John Smith's capabilities to make national title runs. Every sport that we have the chance to win a national championship, we need to invest immediately, right then and there, and capitalize. Failure to capitalize has been the issue with, with Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State University. It's a fact. I'm not, I'm not bad-mouthing anybody. This is a verifiable, provable fact, right? Give Coach Kenny Gajewski and John Smith those opportunities to fail. Because right now, they're doing more with less, right? And it's not on them. It's not on purpose, right? So let's 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 make sure that we re- remember that we have faith in Weiberg and Strom. So don't stress. As far as some of the other stuff coming down the the uh, the, the slide is obviously we get set to face number eight undefeated UConn tomorrow in Connecticut in their own backyard, which it's going to be a difficult task, right? I don't think anybody would pretend otherwise. But if you listen to some of the interviews recently from Coach Boynton and players like uh, Musa Cisse and Avery Anderson, <clears throat> games like this are why they're at Oklahoma State University. Games like this prepare you for the juggernaut that is the Big 12 Conference. Ironically enough, guys, this game against an undefeated king of the Big East right now and and projected to be throughout the entirety of the season, most likely, pales in comparison to what we are going to face daily in the Big 12. So this is a, a statement game, yes. But more than anything, it's a get prepared game. It's a get right game. And I'm going to say this again. This is why I saved my last few minutes for this alone. When I talked about the intended, the attendance of Galgrab Arena being unacceptable, it didn't get enough traction. So here I am again for all of those out there. So oh, Cody is going to get on a soapbox again. Yes, Cody is going to get on a soapbox again. But hold on. Bear with me real quick. Tell me how this doesn't make sense. I've seen some really good justifications in in the comments from that video. And they're right. It's it's partially the entitlement, I guess you could say, of youth. Everything is not about what it used to be, right? It used to be you had to bust your your tail for your education. You knew that you were going to be so indebted when you came out of your education that, you know, you had to respect every minute of your time on campus. And part of that was the game day experience. Part of that was growing up, Gallagher, Iba, and Ali P, uh, the basketball and, and old baseball stadiums, those were the places to be because we were – okay in football we were bad in football and then we started climbing in football part of the bob simmons era coming into the Les miles era now to the gundy era and there is the nostalgia because you would go because you supported your university because you saw all these dudes on campus you were after with them on a daily basis and it wasn't about what can i get out of it it's about how can i support my university this university that's going to cost me a lot of money right? 
or if you even if you have scholarships, this university I'm indebted to. This stuff matters. Being on campus matters. Getting in a fist fight, defending your boys, it matters. Taking your kids to the games and seeing a packed out, sold out Galgarib Arena and having your seats shake and your eardrums go flipping crazy. It was part of the experience, right? Because you love the university, you respected the university. We can bring that back. I don't know how. So if anybody has any suggestions, let me know. But it has to. Because, again, this what can it do for me society, it only changes if we back it with substance. And we can only be substance-based if we show up and support. It doesn't matter what age you are, where you came from, what you did, what your major was, if you finished or not. It doesn't matter. What matters is that we're setting the right examples. And to set these right examples, it's about the future of the university. So we got to do that. Show these kids your support because they need it and it matters. And it's what separates us from a lot of other fan bases. We don't go 72 miles south and bash everything 24-7. We don't. So we shouldn't. We shouldn't shouldn't start. We need to start respecting Galgriber again. Because right now, we're screwing the players, we're screwing Coach Mike Boynton, and we're screwing recruiting. I'll get off of that soapbox now, all right? But I think that's all I got for today. Everybody get geared up, pumped up. Tomorrow we got, again, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Tatum Bell. We'll go over some of the fun stuff he did throughout his his, uh, college and pro career. But until then, I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. You can catch me at Aldeo State on Twitter. Thank you for making Locked On Oklahoma State your daily listen to get all of your Oklahoma State info. Later, y'all.